What's happening, everybody? This is Gate 7 International. We are back a couple hours after what was uh, very anxious, but still a, a plus three, still a victory, and we're going to take it. That's what we care about now. We're here to chat with you guys about all things Libyakos related to this match as well. I am Adi, your host, and I'm joined by Martial, our French contingent. Martial, how are you doing today? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's uh, four victory in a row now, so I haven't been more happy than I, I am now. I agree with you. It's a it's a great time. It's it's fun to be an Olympiacos fan again, yeah. even e even when you're playing not so good and the game maybe is difficult to still be getting these victories. So we're going to get into all of it, everyone. But don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. A huge chunk of you are already tuning in takes two seconds hit that like button subscribe if you want to hear more related to the red and white that helps us really it boosts us in the algorithm and helps us find more red and white fans really helps us costs you nothing so please take a second and hit that button right now you can also support us on patreon if you don't already the whatsapp group always it's 24 7 the whatsapp group is always flying so doesn't matter what time zone you're in there's action for you any time of the day, you can join for just a dollar a month. And in the WhatsApp group, we also share information, inside information that we do not share on socials. So if you want some of that information, early access to data, check it out. You can also get access to, to episodes, extra episodes. We do two usually a month, uh, something with a statistical analysis and an interview with a special guest that may have some relation to Olympiacos, but usually is outside of the realm. So if you would like to support us more, check out our Patreon. Now, in a few moments, we'll have the Man of the Match poll going up, so you'll get a chance to vote. We're going to chat so, a little bit about the game. So, Martial, how did you how did you see the game from the lineup? Obviously, we knew it was going to be a little bit rotated, but what did you think of the starting lineup that you saw today? Uh, the lineup was good for me. I was expecting uh, more changes from Mendelibar, especially with Rodine and Heze, because I do believe that probably they are the two most used player since the beginning of the season. Uh, a part of that, uh, Mendilibar probably still needs to uh, learn a little bit more about the squad he has because he clearly came in an emergency situation. He, hasn't, he hadn't had time to like evaluate players. So the lineup was good for me. Uh, the thing is, I wasn't expecting the team to play that slow, if I can say that. I was expecting like you know strong start to get that goals early, and obviously they did not did that on purpose because they they wanted to win. But I was expecting a little bit more of realism. Uh, uh, but we've seen those games before. Like uh, if you're an Olympiacos fan longer than me, you probably saw great games like that probably hundreds of times if not more. And th the thing you need is to be the first team to score, like to kill that game. And out of nowhere, like Asteras scored a pretty much nice goal, nice finish from the, I don't remember the name uh, of the player, but the finish was kind of nice. And I knew from that time that it was, con it was going to be a, a mess, uh, a strong game, you know, uh, I don't know the word in English, but I, it, it reminds me of a cup game that the Lamia game again with Martins, for example, 
you need to overturn that and you're throwing every players on it but uh to run to answer to your question the lineup was good for me i wasn't expecting much chance i was happy to see richards as a left back starting and maybe one younger would have one young player would have been nice but it's not the right context for that i i assume yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I didn't have an issue with the rotations that were done. I know there was a lot of people, especially in the WhatsApp chat, that didn't that weren't huge fans of Navarro. But um, I, as far as oh, here's one for you to maybe maybe later at the end of the show, Marcial, you yeah, can share yeah. with us some League Two players that you think would be fun targets. Um, the well, so uh, going back to the Navarro thing. Um, it's going into this game, and I know I shared this in the WhatsApp group. If you're going to do rotation for El Kabi, I didn't, I would, I would have liked to see maybe El Arabi at some point. I'm surprised that he wasn't even in the list, but anyway, um, that was a definitely a little bit of a surprise for me. But Navarro going into this game, technically higher goal conversion percentage, so you're it. It was a comfortable rotation option. Now, he was bad for me today. He missed a lot of golden opportunities. Overall, we missed a lot. Even El Kabi had missed a bunch, and he even, before the offsides happened, or sorry, before the penalty was called, he was offsides, and the goal didn't count uh, that we had gotten just before the offsides. So I was okay with all of that. You know, we got a chance to see Cabral. You already brought up Richards in his natural position, not as a left wing. Um, I was okay with all of it. Ibora. And I even even to that point when it we were down one nothing, I did not think we played bad at all. We we how can you say you're not playing well when before you know before we scored the goal, we had two dozen opportunities. This is like FIFA, Martial. It's like you're playing a game of FIFA. You are destroying the guy you're playing against, but he got the lucky set piece goal against you. And 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 you're you're drumming him. Over 60% possession, which, you know, how many games have we seen, especially in the last few months, where we are not only dominating in all aspects of the game and getting all these opportunities we just couldn't score. Oh, I you're right. Agree that we were having a bad game because because of all of those things. I mean, the 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 buildup was the buildup was fine. I mean, sure, maybe we expected Asteras would be a little bit more defensive, but you know, we had we had one defensive mistake, we had one bad mistake, and we and we ate it. But that's that that's football sometimes. But we were making what where I felt comfort in was that we were making so many opportunities. We were getting into the final third, into the penalty area. You know, Martial, and I'll we will verify this when Y Scout populates later. But if we're looking at if we're looking at um sofa score, do you know how many shots we had inside the penalty area today? Uh, probably 15. 19. We had 19 shots inside the penalty area. And that is the highest we have had all season. We have never had a match where we had 19 shots inside the penalty area. So, and why is this important? Because anything that you get that's inside the penalty area is usually a pretty decent chance. When it's outside, it's from distance. It's those are very low XG opportunities. So 
it, it's a good sign that we weren't just getting opportunities that were from distance and random things that had never had a chance in hell of going in. But the fact that we made so many opportunities while penetrating the penalty area, that to me was a good sign. Um, so the, that's what that's what I took comfort in because we've had games now that we've seen over the course of the last three months where not only are we struggling to score against a minnow, but we're not creating a lot of opportunities or there we, we can barely cross into the to the final third so there are games that i would have been there are different situations where i've been way more frustrated than i was today the fact that we were able to create so many opportunities i felt like how i feel watching ike a lot this season before they started scoring goals where they were dominating games, but they couldn't finish. But they were creating plenty of opportunity. That's what I felt watching this game today. I don't know if it's the same for you. Yeah, because at some point you knew we we were going to not score. Because I cannot say I was hundred percent sure we would score. But when you attack like that, and when you have that quality on the bench, the key was being able to convert. Uh, situation like when El Khabi came in, I was thinking, okay, this guy he will just need to convert situation because he will have he will have them, and he needs to convert them. And well, the, the penalty he is it's a situation, but the the, go the second goal it's exactly what I was expecting him to do today. And on Navarro, the issue I have is I I don't know if it's the kind of game is useful for uh because the 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 hazy grid game if i can call them like that requires someone like with killer instinct like probably someone like el arabi in base case but even el kahabi like to to kill it and navarro was good for me against palk away right it wasn't uh, uh amazing but the goal he scored was exactly what what i was expecting him to do and today you 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 see that he's kind of struggling when he has to uh, to be there when someone is crossing or the, the second ball, if the goalkeeper make a, uh, a save and stuff like that. And oh, if he scored the first situation he had, it would have been a very different game from him and for the team. But uh, yeah, he needs, he also needs to, uh, not, not patience, but it's part of the process for him to learn because he, he was barely playing for Porto, and I'm not even sure he played with that much of pressure, because as I said on on the chat, we we have not we are not uh, trying to uh, save the first position. We're trying to uh, get back to the first position. Like we need points at all costs. Right. And when you're a striker, uh, it's not the 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 good situation. And I agree with the comment saying it's too static. Uh, it need to learn. He needs probably to learn a little bit more with Al Arabi how to uh, be more vicious on the area, not to be to be before the defender, and, but it's part of the process for him. Yep, and uh, I, th this is the comment from Lucky's Gavalas, I think that you're referencing. Yeah, exactly. uh, where he says he's too static with bad positioning, and and I agree with you. So, in the and this is what I worried about when I had done the scouting report on Navarro. He doesn't offer really anything else. Like, okay, yeah, he does. He does press for you. He 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 does do some off the ball work, but he's he's a he's a poacher. Like, if he's not scoring for you, he doesn't do anything for you. 
He's not he's not like El Arabi who can help you and build up or maybe maybe make something on his own. He's he needs to get a good opportunity. And Navarro isn't strong. He's not big either. So he's not really winning you a lot of headers. He's not really winning you a lot of goals in those types of situations. It's it has to be because his positioning is good that he gets into situations. And that's how it was. I, in the scouting report I saw like the goals he's scoring he was getting a rebound, something was falling to him, or he was in good positioning. And today it was bad. Like he wasn't getting into great scoring positions. And when he was getting the ball to his feet, he wasn't doing much with it. So, and that's the risk that you run when you when you bring in a guy like this. Because if that's all he's good for when he's not scoring, it looks really bad. Um, but Martial, before we continue with more analysis later on in the game, it's already been brought up in the chat. And it's something you and I began to discuss a little bit off camera, but no masuras. Yeah. And that is, this is weird to me. No, me uh, too. You know, because he started, he started in the match, the first leg against Ferenc Varos. And since then, we haven't really seen much from him. And it's, it's just really weird, especially considering that since the, every coach that has come through Olympiacos, Masuras is always like the first name on the team sheet. And the fact that now we've gone basically three games in a row and he he's not playing or not, I should say, not starting at least. It's kind of odd uh, or it, it just seems very odd to me. And today was a game where he, you know, maybe. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I would have played him today because he hasn't yeah. played. He hasn't started in three matches. He should have been fresh. No, no, you're right. And after, at the end of the game, I was thinking, okay. If... Oh, I think we lost. Uh, I think we lost Marcial here. Marcial, are you back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I think we lost no. you. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, I was saying if he's not starting against uh, Panatolikos, I will get worried because I am, I'm assuming like uh, the game on Wednesday is, of, of course, equally important as the one of today. But uh, you still need a strong lineup. And the fact is Mendilibar now has lots of uh, depth in the squad. And probably also Mendeliba is not a big fan of Masura's profile, could be. Also, his contract is ending, yeah. so the, the opportunity of the, the future could be a factor, but I'm not sure the club will, would risk that because I don't sure the case is closed yet. So my, my guess is that Mendeliba will, will use him uh, on the next two Super League games, probably not as a starter, but... Yeah, it, it's visible anyway that Padense now and Fortunis uh, leads the team offensively with Helkabi. Like there is no much room for Masuras on this lineup, unless Mendilibar decides to uh, bench Fortunis, which is very prob probable on uh, Wednesday. But yeah, it's it's, it's them, concerning. Yeah. It's concerning uh, the fact that Masuras has been not used like that. We are, we are not used to that. The, that's the, the conclusion, I would say, because Masuras has been playing back-to-back -back games since I can remember. 
So yeah, that, let's not forget too that with Europe, it's two more games. So it's like right. uh, almost 15 games to play, if not more, if we go past Maccabi Tel Aviv. So it's kind of a big amount of game. We will need Masuras either as a starter or off the bench. You're it not wrong. Would not be erased like that. You're not wrong. The the only thing I will say is because I I brought I definitely brought this up in the scouting report, and I think a couple people in the chat at least have were watched that. The one thing you and you brought this up already when you spoke about maybe he doesn't like Masuras's profile as much. And I think that definitely is part of it, especially as a winger. Like Masuras does not fit the profile of, of wingers Mendilibar likes to use, right? We talked about in the scouting report and the tactics analysis that he likes wingers that really he gives them that's the position he gives the most freedom to do things offensively. Likes them to go dribble on players, dribble on defenders, and and make things happen. Well, of the, the players at our disposal to on the wing. Even even Cabral has a higher propensity to dribble past players than Masuras does. That's not something Masuras does. Masuras basically like a a, sec, a forward. He's basically like a forward that plays wide. You know, makes great runs, can finish here and there, does great work. But if he's not going to play behind the striker in this system, which he fits more of the mold of what Mendilibar wants as a, a workhorse behind the striker then I don't see him starting on the wings if that's the case. And the fact that we're seeing him not playing so much multiple games in a row, that is my suspicion. Yeah. And I'm not going to be surprised if maybe this is the role we see Masuras have going forward because we know what Mendelibar wants on the wings. We know that that's the position he gives people the most leeway. So that's where you're going to see Fortunis. That's where you see Podence. They're... And other other players, Gelson Martins, and even even Cabral when he plays, and um, I uh, unless Masuras is going to be playing behind the striker, I just don't see where he's going to play as a starter. Even even and even then, like, are you going to break up that that trio except maybe to rest them of of Horta, Chiquinho, and Eze? Are you going to break that up? No, you're not. Mm -hmm. So. It's just it is it's just weird. It's just weird to see that we now find ourselves in a situation where Masuras isn't the first name on the team sheet. But also, uh, I kind of feel like Mendilibar loves uh, Jovetic. Uh, yes, he appreciates Jovetic. I wouldn't say he loves him, but he appreciates Jovetic. And I think Jovetic is kind of eating Masuras' playing time under Mendilibar. Because the way the way uh, Jovetic is used when he came in, he comes in, could be the way Masuras could play for the club under Mendilibar. Like today, for example, I was expecting uh, Masuras to come in instead of Jovetic for, uh, I think it was for Ibora or it was for uh, Navarro, I don't remember. No, it was El Kaabi Ibora. Anyway, um, it it was for so Jovetic ended up coming in for El Kabi. Wait a minute. I think El Kabi was for Libora, but no Jovetic. Yeah, wait a minute, Jovetic. But the thing is, Jovetic is is back into the the equation. Yeah, Jovetic came out for Navarro, or he came in for Navarro. Yeah, yeah. El Kabi came in for Ibora. No, but I'm expecting 
Yeah, and it was exactly what I was going to say. <clears throat> Sorry. The Masura's role is not ending today. Like, we still have Europe, we still have uh, plays off. And even in playoffs, you have an easy game probably against Lamia or Asteras. Right. And Masura's will, will start those games because we do, we do have Europe in the middle of that. So it has to. It's he can't just go unused for forever. And what if is it turns to be the X factor of the playoff without being a starter? It's it's possible too. Like you know, two three goals out of the bench. Uh, why not? I do see Masuras playing that role. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me either, to be honest with you. Because the lineup, uh, the 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 ideal lineup of. Mandiliba is kind of known now, even if it's only four games. I don't see it changing. Yeah, he he has to be used. He has he's ha there, it would be it wouldn't be pragmatic to not be using him. Um, anyway, uh, question here from uh, Yoros Mozanos: Has Gelson Martins returned to training? If I were if if I remember correctly, the line was that he's available from the playoffs. So if he's going to be available for selection by the playoffs, then he, if he's not training with the first team, then he's he's got to be doing some kind of training, um, more or less getting back, get kind of getting back to full speed at least. But that's the, the line was that he's available come playoffs. That's for Gelson Martins. Um, one other, one other one that we'll talk about. Another quick worry, individual worry, we'll say, cosas fortunis. So there's quite a few people that have shared some concern about, you know, we were used to him just being one of the key sources of our goal contributions, and then you know under Carvajal he had an assist in that entire time, and that was it. He ended up getting um i think it was a goal against he scored against Offi, but then and the, but then the nothing in the Ferenc Varos games nothing in terms of goal contributions that is uh no goal contribution no goal contributions against Balk and then nothing against Ferenc Varos in leg 2 and then coming out of this game as well i don't think he had any goal involvements um because uh, Horta assisted El Cabi second, and Podence drew the first penalty. So Costa's now gone four games without a goal contribution. He had one uh, against Offi, but then and then he only had a, an assist under Carvajal, uh, one assist from the time of Bashka Topola until Offi. So, are you? Do you, is there a concern for you? for Costas Fortuny's form? Or is there something else maybe that people are not paying attention to that we should be taking note under Mendilibar? Uh, first of all, there is a big concern for me because uh, offensively speaking, he was probably the worst player of Olympiacos in Bauk and against Ferenc Bauros in, in both games. Like the three games of Mendilibar, he has been one of the most, uh, the poorest offensive guy. Like, Missing passes that could have led to a good situation, poor crossing ability, uh, very average on set pieces, and 
the rhythm he, ha he was putting on that game, on those games, sorry, was was uh, too slow for me. So there is a concern because it's not the Fortunis we know. Uh, it's not his it's accuracy, and it has become predictable for the opponent because the thing I, I hate when he does that, it, when he runs with the ball and he crashes into a defender or an opponent to win a foul, and it kind of kills the the, the, the play. He wins a foul, but it, it's killing the play. And But on the opposite side, I do believe that with Mandilibar, he has been transformed into a more defensive player. He's useful for the team, even if he's wasting... Uh, offensive situation. Uh, I know probably he's kind of tired because he has been playing for the whole season for the first time since his, his first entry, probably, like from the beginning of the season until now. And so I, I'm kind of pissed off by the way he's playing, but at the same time, seeing Fortunis defending like that allows him to miss passes or crosses because he hasn't been doing that before. And that's why the team has become a team again. The and same applies for Podense. And it's probably more visible for Podense because when Podense does not want to play for manager, he shows that. He shows it. Yeah. Fortuny is probably a little bit smarter on that point, but the thing is the way you don't when you see Fortunis nowadays, now in the last three games, four games, you don't feel that he's a foreign body of the team like he's nope. trying to win ball the ball he's tackling even with the referee you know he's claiming falls he's arguing more with the referee because he wasn't doing that much before so yeah probably he, need, he needs a rest on wednesday but i can't really complain on fortunis as much as i was complaining before because the team now does not depend only on fortunis that's the big difference Yes, and you're a hundred percent right there. Uh, before, before, um, Gar um, oh my God, Carvajal, but you both before Carvajal arrived, Podence and Fortunis accounted for like very close to half of our goal contributions just between the two of them. That's very scary. Um, it shouldn't be. It, you can't really be relying on just one person or two people. It, it otherwise people are just going to hone in on them and they're going to they won't be able to produce if the if the defensive strategy revolves around containing your those guys. But I'm glad you brought up the point about the defensive the defensive things. And I think there's a, a good comment here from Andreas Mitzis. Um Mendelibar demands more from Fortunis in defense than he previously had to do or did. This takes energy off of his offensive production. I think I think that's a hundred percent right. If you guys look at his defensive involvements in the last few matches, I mean, it's more than he did previously in months. Jumping in the air to get balls, slide tackles, I mean, interceptions. He had multiple interceptions against Ferenc Varos um, that propelled us into, into dangerous situations. So I think what, what I think we need to reconcile with when it comes to him, we were so used to just seeing the magical Fortunis that we did uh, looking like he was going to break his previous uh, goal contributions record with us, but we're we're getting a Fortunis that's playing more like a team player, doing the dirty work, getting behind the ball, doing more of that, and that's less glorious. It just is. 
You know what I mean? Less highlights, less him scoring and saving uh, saving us with his goal single-handedly. He's doing more that maybe he should be doing. And okay. maybe that's more representative of what a captain should be doing as well. Exactly. That's exactly that. So that, you, you, you I, I think be, it's important to check that. Yeah, you're right. And you can't, like, as much as I like to pinpoint Fortunis when he has uh, a right ga- or a wrong game, but the fact that we won those four games and the, the way we won them uh, make it, like, uh, not symbolic, but the, it, it's drawn into the the positivity of the the, the, the winning streak. Like uh, I don't know how to say that uh, uh, better, but you, Fortunis being bad uh, is not a, a, a big matter as it was before. When, for example, if it was with Carvajal and Fortunis was playing like that, I would be super mad because I knew the team was depending on Fortunis to win. Right. No, it's not. It's not the case anymore. We had uh, Chiquinho, Horta coming in the winter. We had Carmo in defense. We had El Khabi back from the uh, African Cup of Nation. So we have way more options now, and those right. this weight has to uh, free a little bit more for Tunis on the pitch. And I think the change is already visible. And maybe if, it's not excluded that for Tunis can mute as a player like it's not going to be the same for Tunis forever maybe Mandy Libar can can change him I, I might be too optimistic saying that but you know in a in a career you have to uh, face coaches that will probably change you right it could and, happen and yet make an adjustment but yeah. to be fair to him also Martial just because he's not getting the goals and the assists if we're looking at his underlying data that also hasn't changed his average. If we're looking at like XG, right? If we're looking at the shot opportunities he gets, if we're looking at his his creations in in the form of XA or key passes, right? If in his last few games he's got ten key passes, in his last few games, that's he's averaging two key passes a match. If we're looking at his last sorry last five games, he's 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 got this almost just the same average game per game if we're looking at expected goal contribution so he's got almost the same number of service into the penalty area he's creating almost the same level of opportunities he always has the only difference between then and now he's not scoring the opportunities at an absurd rate that he was before and the service he's giving to those players they're also not scoring some of the, the misses from Fran Navarro some of the misses yeah. from El Cabi they're not scoring those opportunities so even though we're not seeing he's doing more defensive work and the underlying data is the same, we're just not seeing the actual goal production. And that's where that's where the sentiment is. But if we're looking at what he's he's actually contributing more because he's contributing more defensively than he was contributing offensively before. So this is this is this is what it, the issue is with Costas Fortuny. So for me, I don't think his form is actually dipping. I think we're still seeing the same. He's just come down to earth in terms of the actual goal output, right? Because let let's be honest, Marcio, what he was doing when Martinez was here was kind of absurd. Yeah. I, I mean, he was sco- like he was scoring everything. Um, yeah, that's right. We there's no way you could have expected that to stay there. It was impossible for him to keep up that level that level of output. And he has come back down to earth. We're seeing the same 
same volume into the penalty area, same number of shots that he's been getting game after game. He's just not scoring as many and not his, his players aren't scoring as many goals, but what he is doing is contributing more defensively. So that is the real story behind Cosas Fortunis. And I think in a way we all need to be happy about it, but he also needs a rest too. He was never a player that could run up and forth through defensive work for 90 minutes as it was. And he looked, I mean, him and a few other players look dead today. Jose as well. And we can talk about Jose too, but Jose to me just looked like, I don't want to say a corpse, but this man looked like he was ready to sleep. This guy needed to go home and relax. But um, it, it, the, there was a lot of that. A lot of, a lot of people uh, completely exhausted. But anyway. Um, a lot that can be said about, about all of that. But we, we talked about Masuras. We talked about Cosas Fortunis. Um, was there was there any other was, was there any other part of the match that you wanted to talk about, whether it was tactically or the coach? Um, did well, we bring I, up the, the coach's comments, Mendelibar's comments after the game today? I yeah, I was going to speak yet. about that. But before that, I would say uh, I kind of – I won't say like because it's a too big word, but Iborra uh, being used is positive sign for me because uh, I, I think people need would need to rewatch the Iborra's entrance against Ferrevaros. Like he won basically right. every duel he has to play, either in the air or by tackling. I know it, it's kind of primitive football he's playing. Like he's not going to. Uh, pass the ball from one point of the field to another. But it has things to offer to the team, and I still not understand why it, it disappeared uh, from the, the team, the lineup, with Carvajal. And, of course, with the, the quality that came during the winter, it's not going to play much. But I do see him coming in during derbies in playoff if we have to uh, keep a score or to, like, you know, if we are drawing somewhere to keep the points and stuff, it's useful. And Mendilibar probably is the right guy to use what uh, Ibora can bring to the team. Yeah. It, was, I... it wasn't that good today, but it still has things to offer for me. Here's a, here's a comment for you, Marcial, from Christos. Why does he hate Alexandropoulos? Guys, I don't I don't think he hates Alexandropoulos, but I will tell you, especially because, and you can catch this on Patreon. I did the enhanced analysis on our first leg against Venezvaros. And Alexandropoulos is not the most positionally sound player. Alexandropoulos wanders, he gets lost, and gaps occur in the midfield. Now, Alexandropoulos is full of energy and hustle. That's what Martinez loved about him. Um, that's why Carvajal also liked to use him, but it, it, the, the guy doesn't stick to, to, to shape, which is, which is part of the problem. Look, he's still young, um, but, and he has a bit to learn and you love his enthusiasm and his passion, but I'm telling you guys that right now, he's not disciplined enough in that. It, does that make sense? Martial in, in that yeah. respect. To be to be a player that Mendelibar likes to use. I mean, guys, Mendelibar is he's there's the scheme, your role in the scheme, and then that's it. Um, and I was surprised when uh, Sporting came to take Alexandropoulos because 
I do believe he's a talented player. He has potential, but he, he never was a starter anywhere. Like not even in Panathinaikos. It wasn't a full starter for Panathinaikos. And it probably lacks this uh, uh, 30%, uh, I don't know, say that. It's not uh, finished as a player. It's not made fully as a player. Right. You would need probably a, a 30, 40 games season somewhere in Belgium or Netherlands and to launch properly his career because he has so much energy. He has lots of talent. It's good technically, but it, it's difficult for him to be a starter for Olympiakos. And but maybe the, the on Alexandropoulos, I have I, I tend to believe that the player that did not came in today will start in Agrino, uh, such as Masuras, uh, such as uh, Alexandropoulos. Right. I don't know if Hendo is injured or not. Uh, or Retos, probably one of those two will start in Agrino. Wouldn't surprise me. If you read between the lines and you have a uh, three games in a week, uh, you change three, four players each game for me. That makes sense. The, the last one is Volos, right? So yeah, you can yes. probably field the same lineup as you feel today against Asteras because Volos has nothing to play left. Uh, this is a comment from George Pagliatos. So this is the same George in the Patreon chat asking, why hasn't Zorlakis played at all this season? Uh, well, there's a couple reasons behind that. He also hasn't signed a renewal. And, you know, we have never been, when it comes to young goalkeepers, we've never been exactly uh, the most positive into introducing them. But if he signs a, if he signs a renewal, I'm sure maybe we see him go out on loan, but, Anyway, I doubt, uh, I don't know at this point if we'll see Tolakis much. Um, das, das who here? Das who? Das who? Fortunis is first in making turnovers in the Super League. That is true. But there's another stat that you're not including with that. He is by far the highest passing volume, most passes attempted in the Super League also. So that's not necessarily a function of proportion but just a function of the fact that he has that many more touches than everybody else and more attempts dribbling too. But if you, if you take his losses as a proportion of his total action count, it's, it's not, it's still up there. I think he's still like top 10 in terms of turnovers, but he's not number one. Uh, but a lot of that is a function of him just having more touches on the ball than everybody else. Even today, over a hundred touches on the ball today. So, but just 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 bearing that in mind, guys. Um, uh, question here about the buyout for Alexandropoulos. It's four million. We're not paying four million. He's not worth four million. Uh, I, I trust me. I, I'm a huge Alexandropoulos fan. I actually have his jersey. Um, you guys have seen that on the previous show. But there's no value for four million. One, one point five. I'd take him. Especially because he's Greek, but I don't think um, that's happening. Also, um, the Tsolaki thing is, it reminds me when uh, Martins was using every keeper he had. And I kind of hated that when he like was uh, fielding Christensen and subbing the goalkeeper during playoffs when the, the title was secured. Uh, I, I do feel bad for Tsolakis, but I kind of like the fact that 
uh, Pashalakis is the starter and we likely play every single game until, until the end, even if we do secure a spot before, before the last game. Right. We probably, uh, I don't know, Solaki's development was, I don't know, it's difficult to launch, launch a goalkeeper, but we need a number one and a number two. And playing Solaki's on games like that, it's only good if the team wins comfortably. You don't want to create another problem uh, on top of all the problems you already have. Absolutely. I, I think you're... Special Luckies get, gets renewed, so he's here to play every game. We haven't really talked about Horta at all today. No. What did you make of his match? <sighs> I don't recall the, the player named uh, Madi Kamara anymore. I don't remember this guy. <laughs> I do feel bad. I do feel bad because he played quite a lot for Olympiacos, but the the midfield change in the winter was one of the best we did since a lot of years. The quality in the midfield now is insane. Yeah, but I'm not surprised. I I, I can't pretend I've seen Horta playing a lot before he came to Olympiacos. But when you look yep. at his profile, I knew it was going to be good for Olympiacos. I, I, maybe under Carvajal, it wouldn't have been that good for Olympiacos. But he has enough quality to be good no matter who the coach is. And I remember saying that, I remember saying that uh, during shows when Carvajal was there and I was saying, okay, what matters during the winter market is is that player good enough to play for Olympiacos, uh, no matter who the coach is? And the answer is yes, because Alta will play, even if uh, Lemonis takes the job, if Ibagasa takes the job, if uh, Anigo takes the job, no matter what, Chiquinho, Alta will be used anyway. Carmo yep. will be used anyway. And that's the yep. signing we, we needed. And and he's just absurdly efficient, man. Yeah. I mean, Horta, there's just class, extremely good player. I mean, uh, another one also with like close to a hundred touches today, and I think he had again over like ninety percent pass accuracy. Yeah, it's just yeah. absurd because he's not just he doesn't just play the ball backwards or like two feet next to him. He makes. He makes ambitious passes. Yeah. He's really smart, very, very technically sound. And I mean, he, I, I just can't get over this player. Um, I, I love, I love watching him play. And I think, I think, um, in a way, he's also really good on the defensive side of the ball too. Um, he, he wins the ball a lot behind the ball. He had the another. He had the assist. I mean, this guy's. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good, Marcial. I, I think I think I like him better than Huang and Baum too. To be honest with you, I like him better overall as a player. Uh, I loved Wong, Huang, but I don't think it was good enough for a team. I don't know. His career kind of ends toward that. You cannot create a team with Huang. Or either he has bad luck for. Uh, when he when it comes to picking clubs, but Horta has been playing 
good level of European football for a long time now. And Horta is playing exactly how I was expecting a player from Braga to play. You know, yeah. smart player, not a big name, but a very efficient player, smart player, uh, nice to watch. Uh, and the pass he did against Ferenc Varos uh, for Fortunis, it's exactly what, what so I was nice. expecting from Horta. And yes, it has the physicality that Huang lacked because Huang in every big Greek game was almost uh, not murdered the, uh, too much, but he was outplayed because he wasn't physical enough for that. Right. And and you look at, like we were talking about Alexandropoulos early, earlier, right? And how he like got lost in no man's land. You look at the difference between Horta, who is occupying that role as the player that gets forward more in the in the midfield three, and you compare that to like what Alexandropoulos does, and it's like night and day. He stays pretty concise with the midfield. He's very good, knows where he has to be, very positionally astute. And when Chiquinho ended up coming on too, it was just a different, just a completely different animal. Um, he, such a quality player. I mean, there, there. I haven't seen anything from an official source at least regarding Horta, but I've been seeing a lot of rumors that the team is already um, beginning, the, trying to get, get him to stay for the renewal process. My only concern is, not no concern about the player, at least, or his ability. My, my worry is, because he came here for Carvajal, he came here because Carvajal asked. I worry about how upset the player is that Carvajal's gone. To me, that's the only thing that would be stopping us from bringing him here and and actually act because I there you cannot tell me this club this there's no way the club is looking at this player and saying okay we're going to keep him for the year and then not buy him. You pay that option yesterday. Four million, four and a half million for this guy is a steal. Twenty seven years old, Martial. Yeah, yeah. You still have resale value on him. That's true. No, but the. I I thought about that. Uh, I don't know. I think it was after Fernando Varos. I was wondering, like, why Braga let him go? I mean, even if he's not playing as a starter, this guy off the bench, it's super hard to replace in the winter market. And but anyway, I I don't know. It's I was thinking about that that the amount of options we would need to activate this summer. We will need to prioritize players. Like Alexandropoulos yeah. will probably be the, the, the last one on the pyramid. I, I'm not counting yeah. Carmo because the option is too high for me. I don't know what what's I don't know what's behind that deal to 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 have confidence for him to stay in Olympiacos, but Orta and it's not happening. Yeah, yeah Orta it's and not Pudensi, happening. Carmo's well, not happening. You you read the article. Yeah. I think it was Kotsi. Was it Kotsis that said it? No, it was Economides. Oh, then maybe it was. Uh, so it, maybe it was Nikolakopoulos. One no, of the two. Oh, it's the, sorry. That's right. It was it was Adonis Economides from Sport Twenty Four. Yeah, and he had pointed out he's only here because um, Sergio Concesao, the the manager at Porto, had uh, the issue with him. And he's gone at the end of the season. He's probably not going to be there. So if he's not going to be there, 
then there's no way. Karma was their biggest transfer ever at Porto. They're not just giving him up to us that that easily. No, no, yeah. But so. I would be I would be happy if he just came for six months, six good months with Olympiacos. It's better than than zero. I mean, I would not be mad if it's if he's not staying next season. But Orta, the question I have is, would you take Orta over Podense if one of the two has to stay, can't stay, like the other one can't stay? I'm picking Horta for me. A hard choice, but I'm picking Horta. Wait, is it? Hold on a minute. It's is it Podence for Carmo? I thought I thought you were saying Podence for Carmo. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm saying uh, Podence or Horta. Oh, Podence. Oh, Podence or Horta, dude. I'm taking Horta, hundred percent. Yeah. And it's it's not necessarily because it's not necessarily because I think um, I don't value Podence's contributions, right? But like. You look at now that let's look at our depth. Let's look at what we have. Like right now, I'm actually feeling pretty good about us in the wing position, right? Gelson Martins, okay, when he's healthy, he looks pretty good. Uh, but in the midfield, like like Horta, y- you don't have a lot of other creative options for us in the midfield. We literally our three, it's Heze, who's a defensive midfielder. Uh, you have Chiquinho, who Chiquinho, guys, pay attention, very good great at progressing us forward but in the final third he has not been that involved Porta's been the one that's been more involved not Chiquinho Chiquinho is a great player but these guys occupy different roles and Horta is amazing if I had to pick between the two I'm I'm keeping him but in reality I don't think those are the two that we have to really choose between I think no. it is we choose between maybe Podence and somebody else that plays further deep if if I'm thinking realistically here. But um Podence no, is either way, they're both they're both must buys, right? Because Podence is five million. Is that his buyout? Five million yeah, for Podence? Yeah. So they're both of their options, like those two guys you're buying at the end of the season. Podence at the very least, you're buying because you're going you're going to flip him. Even if he doesn't stay, you will flip him for five million. George Mendez has got something lined up, hundred percent. Yeah, we uh, could, and we then Horta and and sell him right after. It right. could happen. It, I think it will happen. I, I, I said it from the beginning when we first brought him in. There is no way I see Podence staying here another season. We buy him, and George Mendez has got to move for him. Even if it's the Nottingham Forest or something, he's going back if to the Premier League some way, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised. I don't think it would be a good idea for him to stay another season. As much as Not I love Podense, uh, I don't know. But we have we have time for that debate anyway. Yeah, we have plenty of time to talk about that. But that that's just how I see it as with regards to Podense. Um, yeah, Carmo. But now, okay, I, I'll I'll see your your previous situation. Do you keep one or the other? Do you give Podense to Porto to keep Carmo? Yes. <laughs> that was no, not, that the, was quick. The question the question you have with uh uh I don't know um the amount of uh, options we, we 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 would be potentially activating needs player to be sold. So the the question is who's going to get sacrificed on this team to to raise money for the 
options to be activated. And if Podense is the one that can attract good offers, and I think uh, it's the, I, I wouldn't like Podense being pushed away for the club if he wants to stay there another season because we know Olympiacos, we won't be able to find someone like Podense on the market. We haven't been able to do that uh, during the last two, three years. Uh, but yeah. yeah. How, how much you can bring? That's the question. How much Podense worst on worse on the market now? I mean, he's still young, man. He's not like he's an old guy. You know, last his transfer market when he first came here was over twenty million. I know it's dropped, but what? There's no. He's not. There's no way he's thirty. What? Like twenty seven, maybe twenty. He's twenty eight. Yeah, dude. There's no way. You can still get money for him. Yeah, like he's still in his prime. Oh, so, that's right. Uh, <laughs> There's no way this is true. Aquiles Bales, a Portuguese tweet said that Arthur Jorge kicked Horta because he screwed his daughter. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this tweet. <laughs> I've seen the daughter's Instagram too, and I swear it's very possible. That's... It's not. It's not like the Jardim and Marinaki situation. Um. Uh, got a comment here from X from uh, Tupac Icos. I think I know who that is. I think I see this guy on Twitter um, asking us to do Twitter a Twitter space, like a, a real Twitter space, so people can interact with us there. Uh, that's coming too, actually. Um, we uh, we really we've never really done a space before. I don't think we've never hosted a space before, but we it's something we've talked about. So we will we will try and get something done on uh, spaces as well. For sure. It's hysterical. I still that if that's the reason, if that's the reason we end up getting Horta, fine, I don't care. Uh as long as whatever, as long as we can just do something to to keep him because he's amazing. Uh George Gandilis, Marinakis needs to spend the money we know he has to keep the players we need. Plain and simple, it's long overdue. George, it's not a problem of him spending money. I promise you he spends a lot of money. The problem is where the money goes or to who's entrusted with the money. It's not a, he spends money. He has dumped eight figures of millions of euros into this club to cover losses for three straight seasons. Just remember that. Um, the problem isn't spending money. It's where the money's going. Uh, two different things. And, and also FFP. But again. That's besides the point. Um, uh, a couple more comments here, Martial. John Moretti, instead of getting 15 players, I would love to solidify our team with making a few of these guys permanent. Wishful thinking. Yeah, I think everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly. Yeah, but I, I, I want to react on the comment saying that some big contracts are ending to like El Arabi. That's right. Uh, I don't million. know if Madi can be considered as a big contract. Probably yes. Mm -hmm. He was 1.4 for us when he did his extension. Yeah, probably 1.4, uh, 1.5. I do believe one of the one of two between Fortunis and Masuras will leave. I assume. Yeah, Masuras probably. So yeah, you. It's like a NBA team, like you free up space on the wage. Uh, yeah, 
potential. So probably that can be turned into fees. But Costa's contract we, wasn't that big. He was only 800K. Yeah. Masuras's contract is probably bigger. <laughs> At this point. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, no, but you are right. Like the El Arabi contract and um Baskalakis renewed. It was nine nine hundred, nine hundred K, they not seven fifty. Anyway, that's pretty that's pretty good for a goalkeeper. You don't usually see them make a million, even in Greece. Now that the deal is good for us, I think. Under a million. Yeah. yeah. It could be, it can be considered big money for someone like Pasalakis, but when you look at the market, it's big. But it's big money for a goalkeeper in Greece. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many goalkeepers have we seen make? Have we seen make a million? I can't think of one. I don't even Rock think. Is. I don't think Jose Sa made a million. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's good money for a goalkeeper. True. We're coming up to an hour here, boys and girls. But before we go on to man of the match coaches grade, Martial, what do you think are the chances of Panathinaikos or Ike dropping points in the next two seasons to put us, you know, a little bit tighter to the lead? Both of them play Adis. Panathinaikos plays Adis in the, the next match week, which is this coming in three days, basically, and then Ike plays Adis next weekend. Think we have a chance to to really make some ground? Okay, uh, compared to Panathinaikos, yes, because uh, it's visible that they are struggling since Ioannidis got injured. Like he has no reason right now. He's trying to pick up the pace. I do believe he's playing injured or slightly injured, uh, but it's too important to to rest. 100%. So I'm sure it's kind of, I don't, I, I can't prove that, but as I assume he's injured and they got lucky to have Reyemiev. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the, the guy name. Reyemiev. Well, well, you, you get that, the, the, the Swedish striker. But without this guy, they would have been dropping points massively, massively. Because surprisingly, Bakasset has, has been very mid since he came back to Greece. And they're running out of the options. Uh, in the, those teams, when they have someone out, for example, in defense, they're running out of solutions. Someone like Bianconi, for example, would play in every Greek club about of the about of Olympiakos right now. And Ike looks like the the, the main contender for me. I might have said yeah. Pauk is the main contender, but the, the squad of Pauk is the, 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 the slightest one out of the big four in Greece. Like, if one, one player is injured, the, the bench solution is it's terrible. I, let's say, like, Samata is terrible striker. Yeah. Uh, they don't have enough solutions. Uh, but Aris, I don't think Aris being able to win at Aya Sofia. Hopefully so, but we will need to win both derbies against Ike to have a chance. Yeah. And then Panathinaikos lost point. They dropped points today. 1-1 versus uh, uh, uh Shakenfeld got a red card. Um, so 
crazy stuff. They drop points again. So we're now only two points behind Panathinaikos. We are still five points away from Ike, who are the leaders. And then I am already forgetting how many points Balk had. But anyway, that's not super important. The important part is there's hopefully there's an opportunity here. And, and it's really not this. The, the title is definitely going to be decided in the playoffs. Um, Ike, for me, has always had the best offense in the league, period. Even though they weren't scoring, I thought that they were doing I just the way they play for me. It's still very direct. There's a there's a, a lot of players that Ike has that I still think are very good, like uh, Pineda. I don't see a lot of people talking about him. Orbelin Pineda, for me, is like one of the best players in the league. Incredible player. I like him a lot. They've got they they have they they have a good team. They have a good team. I see a lot of people talking about the refs with Ike. They have a good team. They have a very good team, and they're hitting stride and scoring goals now when it counts. They were struggling early on in the season. Balk hit a crazy patch of form. They were fantastic, outperforming all of their underlying data. Yeah, but I think I think there's an opportunity here. So. Uh, very exciting. Uh, I haven't been this excited all season to see like where things go. I actually feel like we have a chance for the first time in a long time. Yeah, me too. It's, I mean, when you see even a rotated lineup as we had today, that the amount of quality we have in the in the team needs to speak at some point in the season. It needs to speak. There is no there is no way we end up fourth in this league. It's not possible. Yeah. Seeing how Panathinaikos is playing, seeing the limited options of Pauk right now, it's just not possible. It would be uh, a crime against football to end up fourth in this league. Even with, even if we had a massive mess during a large, large period of the season. But that's my opinion, but I might be wrong. Also, Almeida for me is super good. When it comes to uh, rotate uh, the the players, like every every Ike players had momentum during the season. It's insane when you think of it. Ponce yeah. was shit, then he was good, then he was super good. Uh, Garcia was shit, injured, shit, injured, and then it it was <laughs> it came back to be good. Zuber goes from a key player to bench warmer to key player and same for every player they have Eliasson yeah. is the the bargain player they have like no one speaks about this guy but very good consistent and Araujo is disappeared like is he yeah. even playing anymore but I'm sure this guy know. will have some goals during playoffs I do see this guy scoring the winning goal for the title uh, yeah, I'm sure at some point he'll kick in. Uh, one quick question, uh, Martial, before we uh, go to man of the match, coach the great Eli, are we going to get four points back from CAS? Eli, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that's a possibility. I could see us getting the one point because remember, technically the match ended in a forfeit. Jonathan Akos got the win, which was three points, and we were deducted an additional point for what happened. I can see us getting the point back, just one, because if they if if we don't and they decide to get rid of the four point advantage for Panathinaikos, 
we have to replay the match. And I don't see that happening. Um, I, I know, I know what Nikola Kopoulos keeps saying. I'm just telling you, I don't see, I don't see them overturning the result. Donathan Icos, I think, keeps the three points. I think we get at least one point back, which even one point at this stage is um it's something for us. That that's how I see it. I, I don't think so. Don't don't go hoping for four points because I don't think that's happening. Did you have a comment on that, Martial, before we go to man of the match? No, I would say the one point. Yeah. I that's realistically all I see us getting, if we even get anything. But anyway. But the thing is playing one game more could be in favor of Olympiacos, obviously, because Panath I I don't I think Panathinaikos can't handle the amount of games they have to play. Right. Uh I I I, I don't think Tareem can handle it either. I don't rate Tareem. I I I don't think he's a great coach, but that's just me. Anyway, let's move on with it, Martial, before we close up. Man of the match, coach's grade. What do you have? Who's your man of the match today? It's Orta. Uh, there is no debate for me on that. Orta and coach's grade would be, it's hard to say, probably B. Uh, because uh, the only thing for, for me he did uh, he did wrong was subbing off Navarro too late. But the fact he admitted his own mistake after the game uh, with the statements uh, g gives me optimism. So it's a B for me. Um, you actually, I thought you were going to say Alcabi. No, I would As say Orta because he played longer. Yeah, so Orta for me is uh, he's also my man of the match. Um, I mean, two two man of the match accolades in a row. He's fantastic. I already said what I had to say about him earlier, but my coach's grade. I think I'm I'm a little bit uh, more positive. I think than you. I'm I, I'm giving Mendilibar a B plus uh, personally. Um, I was thinking about a minus even, but uh, a minus. Um, probably a few more things would have had to go our way sooner. I just, I, I don't, it has to, for me, it has to be positive because it's not, if we, if we had struggled to create chances, then I would have given him a much lower grade, but he can't be there scoring the goals for the team. The team was set up. We were dominant the whole game, making plenty of opportunities until the end. Finally, some went in like I, there's only so much I can put on the on the coach from that, except for maybe, you know, Navarro for me was having a poor game. I thought he should have come out sooner, personally. That's how I saw that. Um, maybe a change or two that I wouldn't have done or a change or two I would have done earlier with maybe with a couple of other players. But I think um, I, I, I can't complain. Like, I don't see realistically what more he could have done in certain respects. So that's why it's a B plus for me. Um, as far as the as far as the chat. Uh, the poll went up. El Kabi is the man of the match for the chat with 56. Oh, it's changing. People are voting. 56% of the vote uh, for El Kabi. Andre Horta at 20%. Podence at 19%. And Costas Fortunis at 5%. There were a couple of people that didn't like that I put Fortunis in the man of the match poll. The only reason I did that, I couldn't think of a number four, like somebody I thought played well enough to be in the man of the match debate. So uh, I was looking on SofaScore, and I saw that he was the second highest rated player. 
and I just threw him on there because I saw that. So, but a lot of people did not like his inclusion of the into the man of the match debate. But there you guys go. That's your man of the match coaches grade. Thank you for those that voted and told us your man of the match coaches grade. Um, Spados, you're coming in here lately, but we talked about it. The rumor is they already are working on it. Uh, we talked about maybe some issues around it, but anyway, Marcial, any closing comments before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I've seen a comment about Richards, and I wanted to say that I kind of liked what he did today. And I'm surprised. It, it, I don't know why this player did not start a easy Greek game before. It, 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 it reminds me, I don't know, those loanies we've seen to the, in the club recently, like, I don't know, Carbonic and stuff. They were used in Greek games like that, and they, they don't need to be amazing to have the chance to play in those games. They just need to be decent or to, or to do the job. And I do believe Richards did the job today. And it's exactly what we need for Richards. Yep. Is he a rotation player? Yes. Was he good as a rotation player? Yes. Uh, he doesn't need to be prime Roberto Carlos to deserve to play a, another game after that. Right. Uh, maybe Mandy Libar will come back into more uh, logic in, in, the, in the next games. But yeah, same apply for, I don't know, Kimi, if he plays as a right back, substitute right back against uh, Panathinaikos or Volos, it would be great. We need to use those players more. I agree with you. I agree with you. Not comparing um, Richards and Kenny, by the way. George Pagliato. Sofa score, FOTMOB, or Y-Scout? Uh, my y scout for me is a better data set than either of the other ones. Sofa score just populates faster, and so does FOTMOB. But FOTMOB is – I don't like it. Um, personally, I think it's bad data. Um, one last question, uh, Alex zero five zero. Do you see Leidner being our second left back next season? We, we are actually very supportive of Doran Leidner on the show. We've, he's got great talent. We're not the only ones that think that I promise you. Um, he is a, he's a very good player. He's just recovering from injury. The last we heard from his agent was that they were expecting, this was uh, about two weeks ago to be given the all clear by the doctor so that he could train with the team. So not sure how things are going with Mendelibar. Maybe we'll check in with them and see how they're doing. But um, I think talent-wise, he he can do it. At, at the very least, challenge Ortega for a spot. But we'll see what happens in the summer. Um, but I, I have I have high hopes for, for Doran. Anyway, uh, Martial, any last bits before we go ahead and get out of here? No, it's going to be a busy week anyway. So. Oh, it's going to be a very busy week. So, I like that. All right. <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for tuning in this is gate seven international a lot of fun stuff uh uh coming up uh sorry i didn't get the merch in the the last samples i thought they were going to come in yesterday they did not make it i am getting them this week so we'll have more samples more pictures to be able to share with you and we will drop the link to the live store so you guys can check it all out super excited a lot of matches coming up giveaways we're pumped We'll see you guys after all of it. We're always here in the good and the bad. This is Gateshead International.